What's up, gifted family? Welcome to another episode of the show that is the GP YouTube. Just a reminder that if you support what we do here, make sure to go over to giftedperformance.com and sign up for our automated coaching service. For only a dollar a day, you'll get access to 15 highly customized training programs, a macronutrient calculator, our meal planning feature that lets you build and save meals based on your macros, as well as access to our private Facebook group. All subscriptions help us in continuing to put out great content to get you to your fitness goals. Thanks for stopping by, and without any further delay, let's get into today's video. Enjoy. guys we are back with another episode cam is not paying attention so i'm gonna immediately throw it to him cam how are you today i'm paying attention that's how are I'm... you yeah are you though what are we recording today cam what is this another episode of the athlete diaries and who do we have with us judy how you doing judy hello <laughs> we've got a brand new smiling face to the podcast judy judith Merb. Back. Nailed it. Not a not a at the end. It's a k at the end. What it was? What's the ethnicity there? What's the nationality on that name? German. Right yeah. on. Used to be von Mirbach. You know that Ooh. bullshit. That's fancy. And My German brethren. There's a castle in Germany. Named after you? Yep. It is the Big Booty Judy Castle. Yep. <laughs> shit if you look it up it looks like a rundown apartment complex <laughs> well when you're rich and famous because you're an instagram celebrity you're going to use your fame to go fix and live in that castle that's a fucking fact damn right all right so as usual with our athlete diaries here we are just going to be talking about a contest prep experience Judy's contest prep experience to be specific. But before we dive into some of the details there on that, I do want to give Judy a chance to kind of introduce herself to the podcast. So Judy, tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, what you do for a living outside of training, nutrition, kicking ass and taking names. What, what, what are you most passionate about? What do you enjoy doing? And then maybe what a day in the life of Judy looks like. All right. Well, I am a full-time registered nurse. I stick needles into people as a living. <laughs> I put central lines in something that doctors used to only be able to do. So I'm uh, one of very few nurses that can do this. Um, so most patients don't like me because I'm coming at them with needles. I, um, a lot of people try to hit me, punch me, kick me <laughs> at work. Oh. I was going to say, is that work-related or is that in, like, social spaces? Yeah, so that's that. And then what I'm most passionate about, ice cream. Ooh. So before we started recording, and I would love to see in the comments below, um, and then you can send all of your hate mail. I'll, I'll link Judy's address below in the description. Judy was talking about mixing cherry ice cream and mint chocolate. And we need we just need an absolute bombardment of people. At Judy Booty Fit is her Instagram. Let her know that that's completely unacceptable. And this is just... And Oreos were awesome. And, 
Oh my goodness. But all right, so what is your favorite flavor of ice cream though? If you could have any flavor. I don't know, I'm quite the connoisseur. I do like a good mint Oreo ice cream. Okay. So yeah, that's probably my favorite. Mint Oreo is a really good one. I do like mint Oreo. Cam, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, man, I don't know. I, I don't have like a favorite flavor. Any, I like vanilla over chocolate. I used to be, uh, mint chocolate chip used to be my favorite growing up, but yeah. now that I got into bo bodybuilding and tracking what I eat, all of it's good, so. <laughs> <laughs> Before we recorded the other day, Cam Cam won't let people know, but he was destroying an entire pint of half baked froyo as his prep for recording a podcast. That's what that's what he does. Uh, I think my if I, if I'm feeling if I'm feeling frisky, I'm gonna go with a mint chocolate. If I'm feeling risky because it gives me a little bit of the belly bubbles, I go with the cookie dough. So oh, cookie dough kind of okay. yeah. I would have to yeah. I agree. Yeah. I like what were you gonna say? Praline, praline pecan ones or whatever they're called. Cam, you are just the oldest man stuck in the youngest body. <laughs> I like a nice cup of uh, butter pecan on a cone, but I can't have the cone because it hurts my teeth. <laughs> it's good. I hate how the nuts get stuck in your teeth, though. It they're totally cool. ruins the experience of ice cream. Cam just takes his dentures out, drops them in some effervescent, <laughs> and he's good to go from there. <laughs> All right, but let's stop talking about ice cream because I'm officially extremely hungry. Um, and let's talk about your athletic history. You have quite the build, nice, nice broad shoulders, big strong legs. What? I am going to take a wild guess that that physique came from a history of gymnastics. Am I correct? Nailed it. Boom. 10 years. So what... So walk me through kind of growing up, all the sports that you played, athletics that you were most most passionate about, that you enjoyed the most, and, and maybe excelled in. Um, I'm kind of good at a lot of things, but like master of none. <laughs> <laughs> Cro like, true, true CrossFitter. <laughs> like I could do a lot of shit, but, you know, never really like made it to like number one in anything. Always number two. Oh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was a gymnast for 10 years and, um, towards the end, the reason why I had to stop was because my shoulders dislocate, fun fact, and they still do to this day. Um, so I was actually in a handstand one day and my body just started sliding into my right side mm. and I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and I continued to do what I had to do at gymnastics, you know hours that I was there training and I went home and I told my mom like you know whatever so I went to the doctor and uh, they went to go x-ray my shoulder and I heard the x-ray tech behind the screen start cursing <laughs> <laughs> and he ran out of the door of the room to go get the doctor because the x-ray showed the dislocation of my shoulder and it freaked him the fuck out yeah. So then the doctor came in. He's like, no more gymnastics for you. And that was that, which really sucked because I was uh, ready to start training for Olympics and everything. So, but uh, that sucked. But, you know, it is what it is. They wanted to do like crazy surgery. I said no. And uh, 
at some point I'll probably need surgery, but I can still do snatching somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking maybe you just didn't have a lot of strength back then. Maybe you didn't have as much muscle as you have now. And then now that you've kind of built all this muscle, it's kind of acted as like a protective mechanism against the injury. Well, you would think so, but like I still wake up in the middle of the night with both my shoulders dislocated. Oh my God. Yeah. What is your boyfriend doing to you? This is a family-friendly podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, so it still happens, but, you know, it's, I'm living my life still. Okay, so so you are a former CrossFitter, notorious for, former and and current, still still doing some CrossFit, um, notorious for their insane training volumes, how much they do, gymnastics, also the same, pretty insane with how much training they expect you to do. How do those kind of athletic training endeavors compare to bodybuilding now that you've kind of run essentially a contest prep all the way through? Uh, Bodybuilding is way easier. Way easier. Um, In comparison to actually anything I've done. I think pole dancing was the hardest out of everything. Um, But I feel more balanced. Like my body's more balanced. Like not one side's hurting more than another. Um, the injuries, you know, nothing, you know, maybe a little tightness here and there, but nothing like anything I've done before. And my body looks way better now than it. Okay. Yeah. How about the nutritional aspect of things? Is that still easy on the easier side? And is that something that's easy for you in bodybuilding or is that more of more of something that you struggle with? never actually had to look at what I was eating like I never did that my entire life when this whole macro thing came about years ago I'm like oh what is that you know didn't really like pay attention to calorie consumption protein consumption none of that until this so like when I started this with you I had to learn really quickly like because I had no idea from my ass from a hole in ground you know (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. All right. So it was kind of like you told me I needed to start like yesterday. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm a little bit behind. And then I'm like really behind. Oh, I need a scale? Like, what's that about? So all that stuff was very new to me. But I would have to say like in the first week, I turned everything around fairly quickly. I'm a big numbers girl. I'm a super nerd. So that part of it and like the figuring out and like almost like playing tests I mean, Tetris and kind of like chess and like moving things around like that is kind of something that I really do well in. So it worked out really well for me. And it was kind of an easy transition. It was overwhelming with all the information and like what I actually had to do. And I couldn't believe how little protein I was eating. Yeah, you really were. Bitch protein, like a bird. (laughs) Like I was maybe a hundred. Grant, maybe. Yeah. A lot of women, when I when they send me their intake forms, it's not uncommon to see that like sixty to eighty grams of of protein a day, something like that, and then transitioning that or, or moving that up to you know, how, what do you what do I have? I think you have I have you at like one forty five, one fifty now. One fifty five. 
Yeah, 155. So we almost doubled your protein intake. Looking back kind of on your pole dancing, on your CrossFit, on your gymnastics career, do you see nutrition as something that maybe you regret overlooking and you think that you could have done significantly better in those sports? How do you kind of check that nutrition box? Um, absolutely. I think a lot of times when I was working out or uh, competing, like my endurance or my body, it just felt like shit. Like I felt like I was constantly like grinding out through, through it and it was really hard. And I think that if I definitely paid more attention to my nutrition, it would have been way easier. And also to recovery. I think my yeah. recovery would have been better. Um, but yeah. No, it was uh, it was tough. Looking back at it, I was definitely malnourished. <laughs> oh yeah, and I think we used we used that malnourishment. I'm about to say we kind of springboarded off that malnourishment of being under recovered, underfed for for so long. And I think you've you've asked me a couple times throughout this prep. Hey, do you think that we've built some muscle along along the way? And my answer has always been like, hell yeah, we have. Like we fixed all of your nutrition we fixed some of your sleep we fixed some of your your like your physical activity stuff improved some of your training and and the result has been great are you looking forward to you know you know now transitioning that over to an off season where we're in a caloric surplus and and doing some of that fun stuff i remember you saying to me a few months back that people are like oh my god you're having me eat so much like like it's the total opposite like how the fuck am i gonna eat get all this shit in I can see that being an issue because <laughs> like you yeah. gave what we just started yesterday an extra like a little over 100 calories and I'm like what can I do with this now it's like the world is my oyster with food <laughs> Cam's in Cam's in peak off season at this point now so his his calories are what are your calories at right now Cam uh I don't even what are they I just went on macros. I don't know my calories. Uh, I can tell you. I think they're like 3,600. <laughs> so are you at the camera? Are you at that kind of like grass is greener moment where you're like, you know what? I just don't really like food anymore. Like, I just wish I was dieting again. I want to feel hungry. I want to feel alive inside. Uh, not really. I can eat. I'm not, not there yet. I think once I start getting around like the 38, 3,900, then I'll probably reach that like oh man dieting would just be easier but no i'm good right now dieting is cheaper one thing that judy you're in for a rude awakening feeding the beast is going to be real expensive now well so it was funny because that was the biggest thing too that i noticed i'm like damn this is so cheap doing this <laughs> <laughs> i'm like not going out i'm not drinking i'm not you know, eating as much, it was wonderful, but yeah. that old myth, that old myth, eating healthy is super expensive. I don't understand where people get those numbers from. Cause if I'm eating out for every single meal, I'm spending 50, $60 a day, yeah. chicken salad mix and all that stuff. I mean, we're spending five. Well, people are buying the retarded organic stuff. Oh, That's yeah. very true. It's stupid. Yeah. Which like, there's no regulations on organic, which is a joke. Slap it on there, mark up the price. It's the beauty of capitalism. I love it. If you're dumb enough to fall for it, you kind of deserve it, right? The only thing that I have noticed with organic are the bananas. Yeah. That, they last longer, but I don't know what they're doing with that. 
a lot of a lot of them are like when organic crops arrive at the store because most organic or most non-organic crops have a longer shelf life when you get the organic crops they're just a little bit fresher because they don't have that same that same shelf life but on if you go to i like to use these marketing strategies all the time if you go to the gifted performance website cam is listed as our only organic gmo free coach Ah. so for everyone who wants to get that you know no chemicals added coaching cam's the guy for it clean pure white as the driven snow i don't don't know about (laughs) that all right, so let's talk about kind of trans- moving away from CrossFit, which you were doing when we kind of first met, and then working towards bodybuilding with yours truly. Um, so we kind of met through Rachel, who will be on a previous episode, who was on a previous episode, um, who met through Sam, who was another client of mine. But walk me through kind of the decision of, because you said you were talking with other coaches, walk me through the decision of joining the gifted performance team as opposed to working with another coach. Um, so about, I was doing a lot of research maybe a month or two prior to getting in contact with you. And um, there was two girls that were best friends that did a competition and they looked really good. The one looked really good. So I reached out to her and asked her who she used. So then I, you know, I reached out to that person and came highly recommended by numerous people. Um, and I guess Rachel found you in the interim. So her and I kind of found two different people. And I was supposed to have, I think it was two or three um, phone conversations with this person. That was like, I had to make an appointment online and that person never called me. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. And then um, it was like days later, Instagram messages me and all this bullshit. And I'm like, I don't want a coach like that. I want somebody, because when I was talking to Rachel, she was telling me about how you're like, yep, I'm giving you your programming in like two hours and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like you just sounded like super motivated for other people. And you just sounded like you were going to be, you know, you need, when you're doing something like this, you need support. And especially when you don't know what the fuck you're doing, which I had no idea what the fuck I was doing <laughs> or what I was in for FYI. <laughs> I said to Rachel, I said, this shit doesn't work out with this girl. Can you send me your guy and, you know, whatever. And then things just worked out. So. Fate I- <laughs> has a funny way. It sure does. So, and since day one, like, I knew that you were it. I knew it was going to happen. And because you're confident, too. But not like, you know, like, you know what you're talking about, confident. You're not like a cocky asshole. I, well, I, 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 hand, I check that box too. I can, those two aren't mutually exclusive. Come on now. And kind of since, since we have started, uh, since I am on your ass, like white on rice, night and day, have there, been, have there been any moments where you're like, I just wish Ryan would leave me the fuck alone. Like this guy needs nope. to stop. Nope, not at all. Not all, because, like, you're talking to somebody who I thrive on discipline. Like, 
if somebody tells me to do X, Y, and Z, or like you need to go faster, or you need to push harder, or you need to do this, I'm like, yep, because I know that whomever I'm working with, like, or whoever I choose to work with, like, I trust that you don't want me to fail. So if you tell me to do something, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna push a little harder because I know he's not gonna set me up for failure. And that I know that you'll do that. Cause I'm the same way when it comes to like helping others, when it comes to athletic things, like I will push people harder than they can push themselves. But again, setting them up for success, not for failure. And I think that's a big thing. Cam and I kind of had this conversation the other day and it's something I tell a lot of my clients and, and Cam said to me like, Hey, I wish a lot more people had this mentality. And that was like, when you and I work together, like we're on the same team, like we have mutually assured success and we have mutually assured destruction. If you get on stage and you look like a hot mess water buffalo up there, you look bad, you're pissed off. I look bad. I'm pissed off. We lose together um, and we win together. We're on the opposite side of that as well. Like we are a reflection of each other. Cam, since that conversation, have you kind of mulled over any more thoughts on on that buy-in process there of, of how you personally pitch that to people of like, hey, same team, let's let's win together here? Yeah, uh, you know, I always kind of will tell the athlete, it's just like a running back and a quarterback. You can't have a passing game without a running game. You know, we both got to be on point. We're just equally as important as one another we just have two different roles i gotta coach my ass off and you gotta be an athlete and execute your ass off and you know sometimes you'll have athletes that have been doing this for a long time and you know their opinion it just has a little bit more that you can grasp and trust to and stuff like that and then you've also got some others it's like hey man you know no knock on you but your experience and stuff isn't to that degree yet where that input's going to fully be like, yo, okay, this is going to make me shift gears on what I want to do. You know what I mean? And sometimes just an explanation of why and the reasoning behind it, again, does kind of help some with their mindset on things. But I think just out the gate establishing, you know, we're on the same same level right now uh, from the start is, is huge. Judy, was there any part in the process for you where there was kind of, like trepidation on your end when I made a decision. So I told you we were going in a certain direction and you were like, oh, I don't know. Like, sure, I'm going to take this leap of faith, but I- I'm not so sure about this one. Uh, no, I literally just put my entire trust in you. I'm like, this guy's batshit crazy, but he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the first times that I'll see and encounter that kind of like, are you sure this is the right move is whenever we're dieting and like things have really slowed down and I've dug them out and want to pull into a diet break and they're like, okay, we're plateaued. Are you sure you want to bring my food up? And then they drop a couple pounds and they're like, okay, you're a wizard. Never mind. Whatever you say goes, I don't care. <laughs> well, I, I have to say, Brian, you 99% of the time you've been right. The 1% that I was wrong. What the Are you ready? You I'm ready? ready. I'm you, ready. And I wrote it down. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's in the other room. But you said that you thought my lowest body weight was going to be 120 point something and stage weight was going to be 121 point something. 
and my lowest was 117, bitch. Damn it. I was <laughs> way off. Not just off, but way off. Yeah. No, there, I think I, was, I think I was wrong with Rachel too. I told Rachel the lowest weight, and she went, "You both kind of like, you guys are like synced up. You guys are like secret twins separated at birth or something. You guys both like had that big drop." And I got a text from both of you within a couple of days, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I'm like, "What's going on?" <laughs> but even even then, I think I, what did we sit down a couple of days later, and we kind of had a Skype to talk about what our what our peaking plan was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hold on, freezing. Nope. All right, I'm back. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, any any point in the process, I kind of, I because you guys are very meticulous and very kind of like detail oriented. If I had some crazy shit that I was gonna throw your way, I was like, you know what? Let's get down. Let's sit down on a Skype call and let's kind of talk through this together, so I don't like spring something on them and 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 then uh, just run off into the sunset. <laughs> Every time we Skyped and I got off, like, I was pumped. It motivated me even more. Like, it didn't scare me. You told me what I was going to do, what I had to do, and I was like, all right, let's fucking do it, you know? So. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a problem that a lot of coaches that have, like, a suit. Maybe that was the problem with the person that you reached out to first. Like, they just had such a large client load that they just can't even keep up with kind of some of these inquiries coming in, sitting down with their clients and that's kind of why we all cap ourselves off at a certain point because we do want to be able to, yeah, it's important. Yeah. It's like, uh, if you get bombarded with patients, you're just going to be running around with needles, stabbing people all over the place. <laughs> Whoops. I'll get it right next time. That's, 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 that's not acceptable. Yeah. All right. But let's, let's take a second. And we'll talk about the actual contest prep as a whole. So walk me through what the original show and what the date was that has now come and gone. Um, what was our plan B, our plan C, and now what's our, I don't even know what plan we're on at this point. I think we're into the numbers now. We're on plan one triple A. <laughs> I don't know. I think to answer any of those questions, the only plan I still remember is plan A. <laughs> yeah. um, well, the plan was April 4th. 4-4. Because April 5th is my birthday, and I wanted to make sure I could have ice cream on my birthday. Did you have ice cream on your birthday? Oh, honey, I had a big <laughs> Costco cake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then what? We were, like, two and a half weeks out when we got canceled officially. Yeah. So that was, like, totally soul-crushing. I would have cried. I for sure would have cried. And um, I'm definitely, definitely going to have Lenny edit in the pictures of what you looked like at that two-week out part point so we can see what that kind of – what that physique was looking like and – people can just pick their jaws up off the ground. <laughs> I was ready and I was, uh, I didn't realize how much pain I was in. <laughs> <laughs> and then the show canceled. I'm in so much more pain just to be in this pain. It took, it was, um, it was a loss. It was a huge loss. It was, uh, you know, with all the pandemic going on and I'm like crying over a competition. I, it was really kind of like an ethical battle in my head as to like, should I really be that upset? You know, this and another thing. Um, but, you know, you say no to a lot of things. You are at family functions and you're sitting in the corner watching everybody eat, you know. Like, so, you you know, it's crazy how much food is a part of your life. 
and you know celebrations and socializing and this and other thing so it um it was made me think more of the things of when I was focusing so much on food and not really what was going on around me when it came to, you know, parties and whatnot. Um, or just saying no a lot. Like that saying no came very quickly, very easily. Like four days in, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but um, that, like I really had to kind of mourn that. It was, it was a huge loss for me. But um and then having to jump right into the whole pandemic and then, you know, taking care of patients during all this and then trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do with my space and where we were going to go from here. So, um, but that was hard. And then the other part too, it's like, it's not just about me. Like, you know, Ryan put in so much time, you know, we worked together. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just about me. It was about us, you know? And, um, so that kind of kicked my ass too, because it's, I could, if the roles were reverse, I couldn't imagine being on the other end, supporting somebody, you know, meticulously going through sheets and this and another thing day in, day out, week in, week out. And, um, and then it not coming to fruition. I waited 10 fucking years to try to do this. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and I, you know, you know, an interesting one, but it doesn't mean it's done or over. Like, I still feel like I'm going to text you in three days and be like, Ryan, this whole, like, off-season shit, um, can we get back to prepping? <laughs> like, I just... And I'm going to hit you with some reality and be like, no, you said you wanted Hattie Boydle legs. We're building Hattie Boydle legs. I'm excited because, honestly, I think um, what I was most surprised was that, like, my legs were small. <laughs> Once all that weight came off, I'm like, they're like skinny shit. <laughs> this is this is the point of the podcast where everyone is reaching through the screen and strangling you because they're like, what are legs are small? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they just weren't. I could I felt like they were very tiny. They were very tiny. So I'm excited to, to get a little bit more meat on them. Muscle meat, not fat meat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the goal um just talking through some of that from my end that that april 4th getting canceled was really tough but i knew that you guys were you guys were going to take a couple days it was going to be rough but ultimately super still focused on the plan driven and then we kind of said all right let's shoot for something you know in june no june okay let's shoot for something in july Ultimately, probably the saddest moment for me on this entire journey was that when the June or when the July show basically got canceled, for me, it was like, it was like, man, I really kind of put them through the ringer, kept them focused, kept them on the plan, kept grinding them because we had these big goals. And like, now it felt like it was for nothing. So that was something that was hard for me because it was like, did I push? these two past kind of their breaking point or a point where they're upset with me now because I kept pushing, pushing, pushing without any, any certainty. Is there going to be any kind of regret on their end? So do you have any regret about the whole season? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, you know, if you asked me back in March when it got canceled, I would have, been saying I did this for nothing what the hell I said no to a lot of things for nothing what it wasn't worth anything um 
but you know, at the end of the day, I lost 27 fucking pounds. I don't even know I even had that. Just, just, I'm like, it makes me stutter. <laughs> like, I can't believe I lost that much weight. Um, and I love what I look like right now. Like, I'm really excited. We, you proved to me and showed me what we can do with my body. And so I'm looking forward to where else are you going to take me? Like, where is this next step going to be? What are we going to look like in a couple months? Um, and I, you know, you've always been a support system and I can always reach out to you and, and tell you like, Oh God, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this today. Patients are dying all around me. I can't focus on a fucking, you know, not eating or whatever it may be <laughs> a little bit more important things to do. But I think too, like as the time went by, it just kind of made me realize like I have a choice, you know, um, and what would upset me more July coming around and, and it actually still going and, and happening and, you know, not doing it or at least just, you know, trying for it and then it get canceled. And at the end of the day, if it got, you know, I was okay with pushing a little harder and a little bit longer if it got canceled, you yeah. know, I was okay with that. I was like emotionally ready for that. And at um, the end of the day, you guys too, I'm sure learned a whole lot just from her feedback with the diet and things that could be improved on keepers like oh she responded well with this this so forth so you know next diet can only be better yeah you know cam is that is go ahead judy Cam, is that kind of something, a similar conversation or a similar situation that you've run into with a lot of your clients with the shows getting canceled, kind of transitioning over to improvement season? Is that something that you've seen a lot of people struggle with? Yeah, I've had a couple that were pretty bummed out about it and stuff. Um, some of the ones that were canceled, like Dan earlier on in the year, was something that we kind of already saw coming. And so I think... For him, I know it was upsetting at first, but then it was also probably a relief off of his shoulders because he was, I think, around five weeks out and everything just kept coming and coming. And that's that was his show was at the beginning of April as well. So it was right when everything was going down. We just slowly saw it going more and more downhill. And it was like every day was, oh, man, this is not looking like it's going to be happening. And I think when it did get canceled, it was kind of like, a, okay, like, thank God, at least now I'm not sitting here like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Like, um, so yeah, I know it's been upsetting, but some are already now into their improvement season and just happy to know, like, regardless, we're still going to make positive step forward. You know, I can see, it. I can see next competition season rolling around. So Judy goes all the way through prep. She's ready. She's done her peak week. She's got her suit. She's got her robe. She's walking into the venue, and she's like, is this actually going to happen this time? Like, do I actually get to sign up and get on stage? She's like, I have PTSD from the corona, the 2020 corona fiasco. You know what? That, well, that's the sad part is that it does sit with you. You're like, am I doing this for... Like, is this going to happen? Like, why am I even doing this? But, you know, at the end of the day, even though we all know this, everything is unknown. Nothing is certain. Nothing is guaranteed. Um, but, you know, 
I already knew this, but this was like a big blow. And you know what? For next time, because there is going to be a next time, it's going to happen. It's just a different path that's going to take us there. You know, like it's not always straight and narrow and, and that's okay. Because I got to say the whole entire time I prepped, it was pretty straight and narrow. Like everything happened as the way it was supposed to. You told me to do X, Y, and Z. I did it. Um, I never wavered once. Uh, I had maybe three or four <laughs> times where I was like really hungry and maybe a little cranky, but that was still counting on one hand. So that's not bad. So I but, got those texts. Those texts were long and they were angry. There were words in there that I won't even repeat because my mom watches this. Dude, dieting women, <laughs> look at going. <laughs> like some dieting guys are probably just like, bro, I'm just not in the mood. Just leave me alone. You get a dieting girl. What? Why are you texting? Yeah, I'll send you check-ins. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've got some guys that are way worse than girls. Way worse than the women. You know what's my biggest pet peeve? The dieting check-in videos where you can just tell they're just like no energy. And I'm like, you know, you got to do this again, right? Like, <laughs> I don't have my suit on anymore. Uh, well, well, time to go put it on. Send a video of you posing, so you might want to put it on. The yeah, hardest I think, oh, thing go ahead. The hardest thing about the pictures is the lighting. Mm -hmm. Oh, shut up. Oh, shut up, Judith. You have the best lighting in the world in your apartment. Bodybuilders would literally, like, give up their firstborn for that lighting in your apartment. Like, but it's, like, the time of day. My apartment is fucking the shit. Like, I've got windows all over. So I get, like, natural light. But it's, like, it will be good one second here. And then it's, like, oh, shit, it's moving. So I got to physically move. <laughs> throughout my apartment so it just depends on the type of day but um but that to me was the hardest of like can he see this can he see this i don't know what he can or can't see it's like that i think was hard that was stressful talking about really hard parts of prep was that the hardest part of prep what were the so take me through what were the what were the easiest what were the hardest the hardest was i had to move around my apartment and find the perfect lighting or no it wasn't yeah i think that was the hardest <laughs> i have I think that was well the other thing too was I and now I know I was getting like these back cramps and spasms but I thought it was just like soreness but it was not it was just because I was so fucking lean and dry <laughs> um that was really uncomfortable I remember it was maybe three weeks out and I was laying in my bed with the covers up here. And I was just like saying to my boyfriend, I don't condone this to anybody. It's hurt <laughs> so bad. It just hurts. Like it just hurt to fucking live. And then I had to go to work the next day and like, you know, take care of people. I'm like, I just want to take care of my fucking self. But I think that, that yeah. three week four week out mark when you get to that leanness is when like the cramping really starts you were run you had what quad you were quad your quads were cramping up what I else this weird thing on my left my left quad and the the back um my the Oof. left side and it was just like this squeezing and it was longer than four weeks it was probably eight weeks that when that oh. started and i didn't realize what it was i didn't know that's what it was okay um otherwise i would have told you I thought it was just tight or whatever. And then it got progressively worse. And I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> What's going on? 
threw some extra some extra sodium at you, a little bit of electrolytes, and you were good as new. No, fuck no. Better, but not good as new. <laughs> call it, we'll meet in the middle close enough. We'll call it close enough. All right. <laughs> all right. So now that all that pain and cramping and whatnot is behind you, what are you, what are you most looking forward to moving forward across your, across your bodybuilding journey to when we actually see you get on stage for that first time? Hmm. This is going to sound really weird right now. And if you asked me this a few months ago, I would be surprised that I'm saying this right now. I'm actually looking forward prepping again and thinking about that next first meal after because <laughs> I never really got to like celebrate or I never really got you know to enjoy that like that satisfaction so that's something that like you know crying about it every day <laughs> wanting this wanting that like and then actually finally having it after being on stage that's something I'm forward to just the just the fact getting on and getting off and I haven't been on stage in, in a couple years so I really miss it like stage in general obviously not this stage so um, I'm really looking forward to that part and um, but in the interim I, I'm really excited to see what what these legs are gonna do so yeah. well fingers crossed that we can kind of make some really quick progress on the way up and then have a nice turnaround in early 2021 yeah. hopefully and like a maybe like a january i don't know about january probably like a february maybe a march show early next year would be would be a really good timeline for you yeah i'm pumped yeah i think um i don't know these at-home workouts that you're giving me i think you're kicking my ass more at home than even in the gym yeah you i mean judy you've been getting killed by it i get these Cam, I get these funny text messages from Cam, from uh, Judy. I tell her to, to do some dumbbell front squats with uh, 55-pound dumbbells. Are you fucking kidding me? How the fuck do I get these fucking dumbbells on my goddamn shoulders? You think I'm Hulk or some shit? Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I need, I'm sorry. I didn't Jesus, need to. you asked for an exercise. <laughs> but, like, the dumbbells, like, the 55s, they are this fucking yep. big. They're this fucking big. And I, like, my boyfriend's watching me doing lunches with 55s in each hand. He's like, what the fuck? You look insane right now. I'm like, because I am fucking insane because my trainer tells me to do it. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and then I'm, like, wobbling around because they're so unstable. And my shoulders, I'm like, I don't want them to dislocate. <laughs> but I get it done. And it's been fucking awesome. She's such a she's she's such a drama queen. She tells me, "Oh, I don't want my shoulders to dislocate," and then she sends me like a free handstand. She's just doing a freestanding handstand with shoulder taps on each side. Like, oh, but my poor little shoulders. I'm like, <laughs> ah, shut up. If I tried to do a free handstand, my neck is breaking. Number one, and both my shoulders are dislocating. Handstands <laughs> and me do not get along. Yeah, couldn't. Not in the slightest. <laughs> but as a gymnast, we expect that out of you. Oh, gymnastics, jumping back. I always ask this to our gymnastics uh, competitors. What was your best event? What was your favorite event? Okay, favorite event was my worst event. <laughs> I loved, yeah, I sucked at it. I loved uneven parallel bars. Ooh, nice. Because I love flipping around and spinning around. Uh, but my 
that was actually, which is not a surprise, was ball because my legs. I was yeah. able to really spring and fly. So no surprise. Um, all right, so let's leave the people with some takeaway here. Give the people kind of your biggest takeaway from the contest prep season how it made Judy uh, a better person, uh, not, well, not a better person, but kind of more diligent in your, your fitness and nutrition journey. And then maybe a piece of advice or kind of what helped you get through that hard time where the show had been canceled, you had done all the work. What, what kind of pulled you through that or what was maybe your mantra during that period? Okay. Um, well, I have to say probably in about January, or February, early February was when I, I looked better. Like people were saying my skin looked good and this, that, and other thing, like where I, and I was physically feeling better too. Um, that was like kind of an aha moment for myself where I was like, wow, you know, making all these changes, losing the weight, like having the right nutrition was, um, that, that really sat with me and people were noticing. And it wasn't even the weight loss. It was just like, I was looking brighter, looking better. Um, I was sleeping better. Uh, and again, workouts were getting easier. So from here on out, um, when it comes to macros and protein and creatine and all that stuff, that is, that's the top of my list from here on out. And it's easy. It's now a part of my life, like, you know, measuring and weighing and whatnot. Like it's weird if I don't do that now and I'm okay with that. So going forward, that alone macros has been huge, big, big, big learning experience for me. Um, and yeah, I think that that shit's pretty cool. Um, and then when it comes to the show getting canceled, it was just, I think it just was time. It, it took me some time just to kind of sit in it. Uh, and also the type of work that I do going there day in, day out, um, and seeing the things that I've seen and, and dealing with what I've had to deal with during this pandemic as a nurse and, and, uh, what it has caused to the human race just kind of helped me put things into perspective and be like, you know what? I'm lucky that I have a choice and to be healthy and to make the decision, you know, to continue or not continue when it comes to prepping and competition. Um, and then also, just kind of putting things into perspective what it, you know, what's really important at the end of the day. You know, is this competition really more important than having a healthy life and like living a life and not getting sick and this and other thing? Um, it just kind of made me grateful for what I do have, not necessarily what a loss and all the things that I have lost during this. Um, and again, like I said earlier, and you know, kind of with anything in my life, I set a goal. I'm huge. I'm very, very goal oriented. And when I put my mind to something, come hell or high water, I'm gonna fucking do it, and it's gonna happen. And this is no different. So it's just one of those things that it's gonna happen. The path to taking there is just gonna be different. And at the end of the day. 
you and I are gonna like kill it even better. We're gonna do it even better the second time around. Mm -hmm. Damn straight. Damn straight. Let them know. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So it's really just kind of you know realizing what's really important in life and what's not and things that you can choose and things that you can't. So I'm glad that I was able to actually make it through this prep season and not get sick. You know. Um, Thank God. And then hopefully let's continue and get better. Made it through, crushed it, showed everyone what it looked like, and now you told them all about what went into it. Judy, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you, uh, everything you do for Gifted Performance, making us look really good as coaches, kicking ass, and being funny all the way through it. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the fucking best. Go ahead and tell the people if they want to see more about your journey, where they can find you on the social needs. Judy, booty, fit. <laughs> you know what it is. Cam, let everyone know what your TikTok account is. I'm not 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, where can they find you? Uh, Cameron underscore cheek on the instagrams go hit that man's application link if you are looking for some coaching as always you can find me at the underscore squat father at gifted performance on instagram thanks for coming by thanks for watching like comment subscribe the whole shebang we will see you on the next one and as always stay gifted there you go